I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, foo followers around the world. Welcome to episode 62 of the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast with your host, Ben Johnson. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you are new to the show, please do remember to subscribe to not only make sure that you never miss a brand new episode, but also to be able to check out our archive. That is where you will find my conversations with some of the leading names in martial arts action cinema, whether it be actors, directors, stunt performers, coordinators and choreographers. We are now in our fifth season of podcasts. We are currently releasing new episodes every two weeks on a Monday. If you have any questions or feedback for the show, you can contact us via social media. We are on Twitter at KF Movie Guide. We are also on Facebook and Instagram. Head to our website, kungfumovieguide.com, to find contact information. You can also sign up to our monthly newsletter. And you can also find our donation options. You can donate to us now via PayPal. The direct link for all donations is paypal.me forward slash Kung Fu Movie Guide. Thank you so much if you are one of our Fu followers who has already gone online and done that thank you so much that is very much appreciated you will also find reviews of all the latest martial arts movies on our website as well as direct links to all of our previous podcasts and if you want to contact me directly then we do have our email address and the email address is hello at kungfumovieguide.com Okay, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the show. It features my conversation with none other than Joe Taslim. That's coming right up on today's show. So without any further ado, let's get on with it. Here we go. Well, if you're really so determined to have a fight, then I'll oblige. Hello, hello to you. Welcome, welcome one and all Fu followers around the world. Welcome to the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast. So good to be here, back once again with another brand new episode of the show, your fortnightly fix of Fu. I said that a while ago and it never really caught on. I can't think why. But anyway, my name is Ben Johnson. This is my podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. We have a really big guest on today's episode. I got to spend a little bit of time chatting to Joe Taslim over Zoom. Joe lives in Jakarta. I'm here in London. You, of course, know Joe Taslim from his breakout role in The Raid. The Night Comes for Us. He's done Hollywood movies. He's done Fast and Furious 6, Star Trek Beyond. He's also playing Sub-Zero in the new Mortal Kombat movie. More on that later. Mortal Kombat will be out in 2021. 
So, fingers crossed anyway. And we managed to talk a little bit about his work in Mortal Kombat. And we do hope that we haven't got him into any kind of trouble or anything. I don't think he gives away any major secrets during this chat, but... Judging by the reaction that we got to our Ludi Lin episodes that we put up a few weeks back, I know that you guys in particular are hungry for information. It's quite an eagerly anticipated movie. That's the reboot of Mortal Kombat. So if you are excited about that, we do get into that a little bit on this show with Joe. One of the main things that we do cover here is his role in the Cinemax series Warrior. Warrior is based on the writings of Bruce Lee. Its executive producers are Jonathan Tropper, Justin Lin and Shannon Lee, daughter of Bruce Lee. Season two of Warrior has just started now on Cinemax in the USA. Joe plays Lee Yong in the show. He's an enforcer for the rival Long Z gang in the series. If you do watch it, you'll know that he's sort of the equivalent or the rival Kung Fu master to Assam, who is the hero of the show and the Hopway gang. Assam is played by former guest on this show, Andrew Koji. Joe does get to explore that character a little bit more in season two. Look, I'm a huge Warrior fan and I do think it's a it's an awesome show. For those who don't know about Warrior, it is set in the 1870s in Chinatown, San Francisco, and it follows the exploits of the rival Tongs, the Chinese gangs, that are operating in Chinatown during the period, as well as covering the immigrant experience. It also shows all the political corruption and the segregation of the time, but it does also have a real swagger about it. There's some really great kung fu fight scenes of course and it's got a lot of drama and a fantastic cast as well so we did find out recently of course that the show will now be heading to hbo max following its run on cinemax in the usa so that that is really good news and hopefully it will potentially open the show up to an even bigger audience and fingers crossed we may even get a third season which is what all the fans are shouting about at the moment and really hoping for there's no news on a third season just yet but fingers crossed that that may well happen last year when the show premiered i got to speak to shannon lee about a range of different things but we did also talk about the concept of warrior the tv show which was first pitched by her father in the early 1970s. Here's a little clip taken from that episode, which I thought might be quite nice to include just before we throw over to my Joe Taslim conversation. This clip has some intro and outro music on it. It is the theme to the Warrior TV show. The Warrior TV theme is available to download as a digital single wherever it is that you get your music. It is released by Milan Records and the composers are H. Scott Salinas and Reza Safinia. So here we go then. Here is Shannon Lee talking to me last year about the origins and the importance of the Warrior TV show. This is taken from episode 37 of the Kung Fu movie guide podcast so here we go this show doesn't exist 
without Justin Lin. I really yeah. have to give him um, the proper uh, acknowledgement because even though I had this material in my possession, I was not actively doing anything with it. I had a lot on my plate and many other things I was looking at. And this was is one of many treatments that my father wrote. And so while I always had sort of in the back of my mind that I wanted to do something, um, up to this point, up to that point in time, I, I hadn't found like the right partners or really gone out and actively pitched this specific show idea. Yeah. And it was Justin who called me up out of the blue and said, um, you know, I've always heard this story that your father had created this show um, for Warner Brothers back in the day and then wasn't cast and for reasons of race and prejudice and all that. Um, is that a true story? And I said, yes, it's absolutely true. And actually I have the treatment for the show. And he was like, oh my gosh, do you think there's any way that I could see it and do you have any interest in making this show? And I said, well, yeah, I would love to. Um, so we got together and I showed him the treatment and he was really blown away by it. He thought, you know, he could really see what my father was trying to do and that it was, you know, even though it's written in a much more 70s episodic television style of storytelling, the concept and the kernel of it was very forward thinking and very, um, and very still entertaining. And so yeah. he, he said, you know, we should make this show the way your father wanted it to be made. What do you think your dad would have made of the show? You know, I think he would be thrilled. I think, I think, um, I think he is thrilled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there, has, there, <laughs> there has been a really great energy and enthusiasm around the show from the beginning and um, I think everyone is really excited to be a part of the show. I think the way it came together um, and, and you know, was, was really beautiful and with a lot of energy. And I, and I think that he would be thrilled to see his story idea brought to life finally, like, front and center in media with an Asian cast. And, uh, and a beautiful cast throughout. Yeah. He might and, have wondered uh, what, how it took so long <laughs> to get the show yeah, made. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. well, he wasn't here to, like, push it yeah. through. So. <laughs> <laughs> but but, it, but, but it's yeah. true to say that, you know, the uh, you just don't see a show like this. You know, the issues mm -hmm. that Bruce Lee was dealing with uh, in his lifetime are still issues that are being dealt with today and, you know, accurate representation and diversity. Uh, you know, he yeah. must have been, uh, you know, obviously thrilled that the show now is being done. But even 10 years ago, would this show have been made? You know, I don't know. Um, it, it feels like the show was made in exactly the right time. We did yeah. start working on it prior to, like, the current administration being in office and prior yeah. to some of the more uh, prevalent um, representation things that have happened um, in culture for um, for Asians in particular. But... But at the same time, there were there was already a lot of uh, this conversation happening, and it felt like if if a show could really get made that in this way and to the degree that we wanted it to be made, that now is the time that it could be made. 
There we are. That is Shannon Lee there talking to me on episode 37 of the Kung Fu Movie Guy podcast. I should say Andrew Koji was also a guest on that particular episode of the show. And I have also spoken to Jason Tobin, who plays Young June in the show brilliantly, I might add. And a couple of episodes back, I also spoke to the warrior stunt coordinator and the fight choreographer and the second unit director, Brett Chan. Multifaceted role there for Brett. All of those guys are just so awesome. They're super talented and great people who kindly took the time to talk to me for this podcast. So if you are a warrior fan, then please do go back. Check out the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast archive to listen back to those conversations. Plenty of audio goodness there for all you fans of Warrior. The Kung Fu Movie Guy podcast is available at all the usual podcast providers. So we are on Spotify, we are on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud and various other places, I'm sure. We are now coming to the end of this current run of podcasts. I think we have one more episode yet to release in this season. Mike Fury and I will, of course, be doing our usual end of year roundup show that lands usually around Christmas time. We were actually speaking the other day about this and how we're going to go about recording it. And it may well be that it's the first end of year podcast, which we won't be doing in person, that we will be doing over the internet, but we shall see. I mean, who knows what the situation is going to be by December here. So look, there may well be a special show released before then. If indeed the opportunity does arise, of course, the best way to make sure that you don't miss any new episodes of the show is to subscribe using your podcast provider. And if you do subscribe, then please do remember to leave us a star rating or write up a little review. That all helps to raise the profile of this show and it helps to spread the good word of the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast. Okay, then I think that is more than enough from me for now. Let me throw over to my conversation with the great Joe Taslim. A little bit of business up front before we launch into this. There is a little bit of swearing during this chat, so if that does bother you, then you have been warned. I also feel like I do need to give you a little bit of a spoiler alert. Now, usually we're pretty good at not giving too much away on this show. However, I should just flag up that we do basically give away some huge plot details in the raid and a little bit of the night comes for us as well but not as much as the raid so look to be fair I would be mightily surprised if you're sat there listening to this now and you haven't seen the raid or the night comes for us but anyway in case you haven't then well first of all you need to watch both of those films immediately and also maybe when we start talking about those movies on this chat you just skip ahead however you do that anyway i thought i would just flag that early on before we launch into the show i will be back at the end of this conversation to sign off properly and to also provide a little bit more information but until then let me now throw over to my conversation with the great actor action star and martial artist joe taslim Thank you. 
talking to you in Jakarta. The lockdown restrictions, coronavirus is going on. You personally, Joe, I mean, how are you, how are you dealing with all of this? Are you, are you doing okay? Yeah, yeah, me and my family, uh, since March, I think uh, Indonesia started uh, its first lockdown March. Yeah. And then we we opened a little bit around um, August, and then we now uh, in the second lockdown. So this sure. is the second lockdown. Okay. Um, yeah, but it's pretty, it's not, it's not. Compared to, you know, like Italy, like China back in, you know, uh, when they were doing lockdown. Indonesia, I think, I don't know why, but here it's pretty relaxed. People can still, you know, restaurants, bars or like, you know, clubs yeah. closed down. But people, you know, it's, it's a big country. You know, 30, yeah. 30 million people live in Jakarta. So people are still doing their activities here. It's not like quiet, quiet. And then there's a couple like production, like small production that not involving too many people still can shoot uh, like commercial, like yeah. TV stuff. Yeah. That's so good. it's semi lockdown. Yeah. Semi yeah. lockdown. So, Joe, are you working at the moment or what's what's your schedule looking like? Uh, not, not, uh, I'm doing nothing, just staying yeah. home. I think uh, the second lockdown, me and my family mostly home. We only go out for uh, buying stuff. And then for like important meeting, I have to go out and I go out. But mostly we're not doing anything, not going anywhere until next week. I think the next week they're going to open the lockdown. Sure, sure. Okay, well, that's good. At least we get to enjoy your work that you managed to film, obviously, before the lockdown. Yes. Uh, yes. So that's good. Uh, <laughs> we should talk a little bit about uh, Warrior, obviously, Warrior Season 2. So I'm a huge Warrior yeah. fan. I absolutely love Warrior, and I did binge watch the second season of this. It's such a fantastic show. Joe, thank and you're, you. you're excellent in it. Just tell oh, me about the show. How did you first hear about it? Did you go through a, an auditioning process then to get involved in Warrior? Uh, back in 2012, when I was working in Vancouver with Justin Lin, the director. Yeah. Uh, director, uh, Justin mentioned about this, the show. He mentioned that he's developing the show based on Bruce Lee's vision. And then when it happens, uh, he asked me, uh, like, when it happens, I want you to be part of it. And then five years later, like 2017, I got a call from Justin and then, you know, he's, he told me that the show is on, then he's going to send me, there's a role for me that he wanted, he wanted me to play. And he sent me uh, Leong and then all the details about him. And then I love Justin Lin, man. I yeah. love Justin Lin. He's, he's like great friends, great director. Like, what a legend. We should say you worked with him. So were you working on Fast and Furious Yeah, Six? Fast, yeah. yeah. Yeah, two projects with them already, two movies. And then, of course, I want to be part of whatever he's doing. And I want to be part of Bruce Lee's legacy. I want to be part of this amazing uh, cast and crew of Warrior. And then without no hesitation, I would like, you know, just, you know, let me know anytime I'm in, of course. Yeah. And then I don't really need to read anything, to be honest. But, you know, because, (laughs) you know, but he's he's like, I need you to read it first. I want you to like it, you know, just just in case if you think there's something you could add. And then we discuss from there. And then, voila, season one. And Leong (laughs) is, I mean, Leong's like the equivalent of our Sam in a way. I mean, he's the main rival. So Justin saw you and was like, you would be perfect for this role. Why do you think that was? Um... I don't know, to be honest. Uh, Justin, 
believed in me in terms of what I can do. Yeah. What I can do, what I can deliver. And um, obviously, Leong, uh, most of his scenes involving action, involving uh like yeah. complex choreography then justly knew that i could i could convey i could i could deliver that yeah. and based uh for leong's itself if you watch the first season he's kind of like shadow right he's like very mysterious not not much about him uh except his relationship with my ling but outside of that he's quite like gray yeah. he's like the protector of long z which is now he based on the root of his character's journey is love towards my link and mm. season two we, we we see him grow we go grow further we can we see him grow more uh, deeper we towards uh, the, the the relationship towards my link and then he's uh if you season one you see him fight for love season two you see him more of that you see him that he has his conscious that uh sometimes to protect the one you love is not about to be in front of to be in front of her like you no know, getting the bullets or stuff like that but you also need to to make sure she's doing right for her own good you know so i'm i'm glad i'm glad that it grows so good this is the first time where you've had that opportunity to really explore and develop a character over two seasons you get to really you know, go into yeah. quite a bit of depth here. I mean, that from, yes. a, from an acting perspective, Joe. Yeah. I mean, is this a bit yeah. of a dream role for you? Would you say? Uh, I love, I love the growth of this of this character. You know, because when we, we were shooting season one, I, I have I had no idea what's going to happen in season two. But I believe Jonathan Tropper because he said I have a plan for your character. I mean, if you want to do another season with me, because I was I signed only for one season uh, back in really? when we were shooting. Yeah, yeah. and then. Do you do you like this production? Do you like your role? Do you like the show? I was, and I said like, oh, are you kidding me? This is the best. This is my, Warrior yeah. is my first American TV show, and then it was so special the first season. And I said, anytime you want me, if you trust me to be to come back for season two, three, four, just let me know. I'm in because yeah. the the bonding of us is really good, and I yeah. love everybody there. I'm I'm happy in the show. Yeah. So yeah, and then the journey the journey grow, and. I, what what I like about compared to movies because not much time to develop character. If you're not a lead character, you're not like what number one to number five. The other characters just supporting, you know, the the mission of the movie, you know, mm -hmm. the idea of the movie. The other the lead characters. But in a TV show, the funny uh, the great thing about TV show is always growing uh, equally because yeah. sometimes focusing on the lead and sometimes. And then we see the writer want to do something else by creating a sub subplot about the other characters. So it's it's more rich, and there's always potential for you to grow. Where do you? Uh, we don't know where you go, where you could grow, but we know your character is gonna do grow if you do if you doing doing it right, if you do yeah. it great. Yeah. So that that promise is is real. That's what I like. I like that that kind of a. Uh, it's not great, but you know if you keep doing good. Your job, if you deliver a great job, you know your character is going to grow better and better. Yeah, absolutely. So I like, I like that. I like that. Yeah.
Yeah, and it, and and Lee Hong really does step up in in this second season. But we should say that all the characters do. They really go into yeah. quite a lot of depth yeah. around you know our Sam and then uh, Diane's role as well. She really you know steps up, and you know they've all got their character arcs. I yes. spoke to Brett Chan, the stunt coordinator, and he said you yeah. know when you're filming this thing, everyone's training together, everyone's working out, and there's a great yeah. sort of family atmosphere. Is that is that right, Joe? Yeah. That everyone there's yeah. a great camaraderie there. Yeah, I think this is quite similar to Indonesia's production yeah. uh, compared to the other international pr- production that I've been. This is this is very, really really similar to Indonesia's production because we train every day in Indonesia for rate one that comes first rate two, and this one is very similar. This and then I I appreciate that so much because it's very important for all fighters and actors to train together. It's not only for physicality to memorize choreography, but it's the bonding. Yeah. Because when you meet each other and you become uh, friends, and then be, by the time we shoot the scene, no matter how hard the scene is, you know that. It's just your energy is just one already. Yeah. So I think Brad Chan and his team, you know, a uh, really, really amazing approach to just put all put all of us together and train together. Even though we only have one fight scene, one small scene here and there, he, he said, if you can come and train together, it's good. It's not just for the action, it's for drama too. Yeah. Because once yeah. you believe in each other uh, believe, and you become good friends and then you want to support your friends, right? Yeah. And, and by, by supporting your friends, not trying to steal anybody, anyone's spotlight, you become uh, uh, one unity. That That's good for the show. That's why I felt that in the first season and I felt that as well more stronger in season two because, you know, like the chemistry is stronger. Compared to, I guess, the film work that you've done, Joe, uh, yeah. Making a TV show, you know, the shooting schedules are a lot tighter. That obviously has an impact on your action and your fight scenes. How yeah. have you found yeah. that transition? I mean, is it um, uh, has it been surprising? It's it's quite challenging because yeah. uh, I mean, like in TV, uh, in movies too, in international, like American movies, they don't really give uh, much time to to shoot because. Uh, because obviously we have second unit that's going to pick up uh, all the crazy stuff. Yeah. And then the actors just going to do the most important stuff, which is the, the, the fight that we can see the face and then the fight that we can see the drama uh, element in it. But mm-hmm. like the others, like when you're falling or crawling, whatever is that, like fight in a wide shot, everything in second is, uh, uh, second is going to shoot that one, yeah. uh, that part. Uh, in Indonesia, we shoot everything. You know, we shoot even the actors did the uh, the pre- the previous. We did the previous. Yeah. We did the, the video board. So the good thing with the good thing doing that by the time we shoot the movie, we're ready. It's yeah. just like you know, you just pick it up like that because you you did you know you you did that. You know, you shot the yeah. video board. You shot they shot the previous. Now you just put the costume and the lighting and all the technical stuff, and then it's it's like seventy percent is already there. Yeah. So in TV, the the challenge is because the short time, the time is short, and then uh, all I all like my the, it's quite it's quite it's quite a pressure because you know mm-hmm. you don't have a lot of time as an actor you know like the fight is quite complex the fight is pretty complex and then you know that I cannot mess the the take yeah I need to get it less than five take or four take because one is uh, we don't have the the stamina. It's not me. I have to think about the other the other people that are involved in the fight stamina. We don't have the time and we don't have the day. Maybe no extra day. So the yeah. pressure is pretty real. But like like we just discussed before, 
because the training, like the, what Brad Chance did, the training is quite intense, like every day from Monday to Friday, like from morning till like lunchtime. Yeah. So stamina wise, we're, 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 we were ready. We, yeah. we were so ready. And all the fighters, they train hard as well. So by the time we shoot the, the, the scene, we know for sure that we can do this. We can do this. We can, yeah. we can finish this in four hours, five hours. Yeah. And then my, my part as an actor that probably the center of the fight, if the fight is like my fight, it's just I have to be really focused and I have to really like make sure that I don't waste anybody's energy and my mm-hmm. energy. And then, and then I have to deliver golden take each take. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's quite challenging. Uh, wow, I guess you really know how to fight. But still, I can handle him. Warrior is a, is a distinctly Chinese show in origin. It's a Chinese story, you know, first uh, Chinese immigrant settling in Chinatown in San Francisco. Obviously, yeah. you are Indonesian, but we should say you do have Chinese heritage, said, don't you, yeah. in your family? Yes. Yes, yes. My mom and dad, uh, they're the fourth generation already in Indonesia. Okay. So, yeah, it's quite a while. But yeah. I'm, I'm Indo- a Chinese descent, uh, born and raised in Indonesia. I read somewhere that your parents were quite influential in getting you into the martial arts to begin with. Is that right, Joe? Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my dad, my dad, he's a big fan of, of martial art. He's yeah. a big fan of sport, sports in general. So when I was a kid, I remember that because we were we were poor. So my dad said, like, I asked my dad, I want to go to music school or acting school, whatever that. But as I like, he, he said to me that, well, for you guys that to be able to, you know, pay the school fee on time is already a luxury. So don't ask mm. anything else. Right. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> So we were like very limited by when I was a kid, but my dad said, and there's a, in, in, I was born in South Sumatra. Yeah. And then a lot of like, um, like martial arts because like back in, back in 1981, I was born 19 and back in nine, early nineties. So there are like people want to introduce sports like Wushu uh, arrived in Indonesia around late nineties yeah. and judo, nobody wants to train judo, right? So it's free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so my dad said, like, you know what? You want to do something else? Like, I want you guys to focus to do sport, and then we notice that that club, judo club, wushu club, and that taekwondo club, you can just train there for free. So right. the, he, he, yeah, he put me in a taekwondo club for three months, and then, and then I was, I was okay. He said, like, nah, maybe not. This, this is not for you. And then he moved me again to wushu for like two, three years. And then I lost a lot, so many times in the national championship. He said, eh, maybe this is not for you. Yeah. I say he moved me, he moved me to judo in the end. Yeah. He moved me to judo around 1994, 95. Okay. And then, and then I won my first national championship in 1996. Yeah. So he's nah, nah, okay, you can win this, 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 this sport. You can, you can, I think this sport fits you. Yeah. And then, yeah, started from there and I, I, I joined national team for 15 years. And then judo is my main sport, but luckily because I've been moved to one one martial arts to another, I I had you know I have the muscle memory, yeah. I have the flexibility of wushu, I have I have the 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 the, the kick uh, the kick techniques from taekwondo, yeah. and and he he also uh, put me in a boxing training for 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 my leg. Uh, leg moves so i i have a lot in my library before i joined yeah. judo so having and, and that is yeah. good 
yeah and joe you can see that on screen because whenever i see you in a film you know you can just tell there's something about you the way you move this is someone who has a competitive and martial arts training background that's the sort of stuff that you know it's really hard for actors who don't have this background to necessarily (laughs) you know to be shown as as convincing in those in those fights but you definitely do you do have that you ended up doing martial arts but that was the thing you wanted to do was act yeah, like I love arts. Yeah, but, but you know, arts is is not it's not cheap. You got to go to the to the music school or yeah. or acting school. You got to pay. So my my dad was poor back in the old days, and then and then. But it's, it's funny because when I was a kid, every time you know after he beat me up, if I made a mistake, you know, typical Asian parents. Right. <laughs> so after I made, he was pretty I strict then. And, uh, yeah, he's very disciplined, you know, but very positive still. It's not, it's not, it was not, it wasn't crazy. Yeah. So after I got beat up and then when I was still crying, he, he felt guilty. He always, you know, with his motor, his like old motorbike, he's like, okay, come with me. And he took me to the theater. So every time, so like twice a week, every time, like I was, I was pretty naughty, you know, as you can yeah. tell, like twice a week to go to theater, it means twice a week I got beat up. <laughs> so, <laughs> so when I was in the theater, it, it, it calmed me down. Yeah. And then I made a promise to myself when I was a kid. When I look, I remember it's like Alain Delon's movie, Chuck Norris movies. So I, I made a promise to myself, like, this place is so sacred. It's so nice. I love this place. It just made, it cheered me up. And I want to be the people that are working on that large screen someday when I grow up. So that's yeah. my dream when I was a kid. Yeah. But it went, it went two decades to do something else. So it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Your professional judo career did last for, for a while. I know that, um, yeah. I, I believe the only reason you stopped was because of a knee injury. Is that, is that right? Yeah, I got, um, I had my first injury when yeah. I, nine, 2000. And sure. then it's, it, it was my right leg ACL. And then the left, the left leg, my left, left knee ACL problem as well in 2007. And that's mm. why I retired in 2009. Yeah. And you're only in your late 20s then, but you could have continued competing. Do you think you would have continued if, if that hadn't have happened? I, I love judo. I still love judo. I still yeah. train. I still train once in a while. Um, well, I mean, it's very hard when you have both of your knees uh, injured. But if I didn't have those injuries, i probably still fighting them. Yeah. And still acting, you know, both. Why not? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> once you had retired from judo you moved into acting you made a few supporting roles in indonesian films uh, before yeah. the raid the raid came along did you want to make it in action films or were you just happy to sort of act and, and appear in in any kind of film uh, it's pretty funny uh, in my case um i well, I, my first movie was horror movie. The second yeah. movie was thriller. The Raid was uh, my first action movie. But yeah. I know for sure because it would, uh, from my because of my background, I can deliver. I can. I can. You know. I can play an action movie, an action character, and can do a lot of uh, you know a lot of fight scenes because of uh, my experience. But the funny thing in terms of acting in general, uh, I just love. I just feel alive to be on set. Yeah. I just feel great playing characters. I just, you know, I watch a lot of, you know, I rarely watch action movies, to be honest, I got to say to you. I watch mostly drama movies. Sure. And then, yeah, and then that's why I think uh, I, 
in my my benefit as a martial artist and then have so many martial arts background i can i can convey an action scenes or uh, maybe with my experience better than people who don't have those yeah but but for me acting in general it just it just for me it's a just playground maybe i could just yeah. say it. it's my playground i don't feel like working when i'm on one set when i'm shooting anything i feel like this is this is something that is so much fun to play with i don't really think about my, where my career is going to go what kind of an award i have to get it's just for me if i can do this for the rest of my life just to shoot you know to be an actor to play characters to be on set i i'll i'll be ha- i would be very happy then obviously the raid comes along 2011 that completely transformed that changed your your life didn't it really <laughs> in well it, and and then everyone everyone else involved in that film as well you know it was such yeah. a global success and it, it's yeah, it's was... such an amazing film as well <laughs> Thank um, you. <laughs> yeah, you had met Gareth before when he was doing Maranta. Is that is that right? No, uh, this no? is a funny story. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because I did two movies before the raid, and then both of both both of them are not act uh, are not action. Yeah. So I watched Maranta on theater when I was with my Silat friends because I was still in an, in uh, you know prepping for Southeast Asian Games. Sure, uh, in, you were still like, competing like tra- at that stage. Yeah, yeah training yeah. camp, and then it's a Silat movie, right? So my Silat friends took me to theater. We watched it together, and then I loved that movie. And I said, like, if I want to do, you know, guys, I, I told my friends, if I want to do something like involving action uh, someday for like uh, in my acting career, I need to work with this guy. So I hunt him down. So right. it's a bit, it's a bit scary, you know. I, I, <laughs> I, I told him, I told him the story. He, he laughed. I googled this guy who's the director of this movie and then I looked for his Facebook and then I introduced myself and then I asked for a chance. I asked him, I, I messaged him on Facebook. I said like, I'm a judo athlete. I, I'm an actor. I did these two movies, but never. I need to, if I want to do an action movie, I want to do it with you because I think you're the perfect guy and then give me a chance. Give me one audition. And then he texted me back and then, then I did the audition. I got the job. So it's funny. Thank you, Facebook. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so that's amazing but i mean was marantau a big hit in indonesia then when it came out i mean it was quite a success then when it when it was released there marantau it was a gareth evans debut yeah uh, in action so it was it was okay it was good but not as big as the raid the raid yeah it was but people people opened it it's like i an opener uh i i yeah i opener for everybody like oh who is this character's director you know who is yeah. this eco wise so yeah. introduce eco and gareth uh in a really uh big time yeah so but the raid the raid is smoothing everything up <laughs> yeah 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 now talk to me a little bit about the raid so were you involved in the previous for that as well and the u.s team and eco and yayan and all, all those yeah. guys when they were when they were you know um conceptualizing that that movie were you involved at that stage or you know when did you sort of arrive into that movie So uh, in Indonesia, compared to Hollywood, it's a bit different. So in Indonesia, we have to do everything. Sure, uh, we don't. We don't have double. No, double is no. double is like it's a luxury, like fancy, fancy, fancy word yeah. in Indonesia. Way before, but now, of course, for safety reason, we we use double for very very specific scenes. <laughs> yeah, but back in 2010, uh, when we were shooting the raid. We don't have that vocabulary double in the shooting no. uh, area. <laughs> so yeah. we did the previous ourselves. We trained 
And then because I, I think Garrett said like you're a judo guy, we want you to to have a little uh, here and there to do judo technique. So we collaborated uh, in terms of uh, which part that you want to throw, which part is good to put a throw technique, and then we did that. But most of the choreography uh, designed by Weistim and Gareth. You get on pretty well with Eco. I know you've worked with him a, a few times now. So um, yeah, uh, yeah, you get on well with with Eco. Yeah, yeah, we're best friends. We're like brothers. We all yeah. we, we 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 can hear each other and laugh about it. So yeah, that's how cool. <laughs> Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact: you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What was the shoots like then when you made the raise? Um, well, after, after the raid, everything feels like holiday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's yeah. probably how that's how how you uh, that's a, that's quite good quite right analogy. But I it's not it's not like that. I mean after the raid, it's just like I, I graduated from that movie kind of like right. Yeah. If, you, if it's a school because my it was my first action movie and then I learned a lot. I learned a lot. I learned about fights, uh, screen fights, reactions, and silat, and then like it just for me and. Uh, that opens so many things uh, yeah. in my art, artistic senses. Yeah. So, after, because but the process of shooting that one, it was it was pretty crazy. Maybe that's the word, crazy. So we was it quite a long? <laughs> it was quite a long shoot. It's long shoot, and Gareth Gareth is he he's a perfectionist. Yeah. A director. He's a very professionalist director. He's he doesn't care. He doesn't care like twenty takes, twenty five, forty takes. You name it. Yeah. If it's not right, he's just gonna say again, 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 yeah. again. If, like at some point, like me, Kang Yaya, because my fighting with Yaya, uh, Kang Yaya, Mad Dog, who plays Mad Dog in the sure. movie. There's one like one like couple points in that fight. We were like, oh, you just want to do it? I'm like, just just give it, just give me, just kick me hard. You know, maybe that's that's what he wanted. Just do it. And then we did it. Still not the right shot. So, and then we just like. Maybe only God knows what he wanted. <laughs> what he wants. <laughs> so we we joked about it, but I mean that's the but the beauty of it. Um, well, we have one of the best action movie all time. Yeah, I mean it's so, still amazing, and it was such a game changer. You know, everyone still compares. Yeah. You know, even in Hollywood, you know, oh, we want to do a version of yeah. the raid. These action scenes need to look like the raid. I mean, did you know yeah. when you were making it that that was? going to be the case i mean did you know when you were making it that you had something special well we we, we had no idea to be honest um but i know because like um i trust gareth you know i trust i trust gareth since 
the first time I watched his movie Maranta. Yeah. So I it's all about trust. I think yeah, that's that's probably the one thing that 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 made made us all strong. Me, Iko, Kang Yaya, we trust Gareth so much. Yeah. If you don't have trust, it's very hard to do 40, 30 takes for yeah. fight scenes because it it's painful. It is very exhausting and painful. But you know your captain, the captain of the boat is going to bring this boat to somewhere nice. We know yeah. that for sure. We knew it. So half of the shooting we got the news that is pre-sale uh sold to so many territories uh, i think sundance uh, our sales agent brought the like couple couple clips of the movie to sundance yeah or cans or cans i think it's it was cans so it's sold to so many territories and then the news just made us uh very uh, trigger us to to just go more crazy you know yeah and yeah. that must have been a great feeling because i've spoken to gareth about this he said when it was shown you were in the room obviously so you're seeing firsthand the reaction of the crowd and the audience are just going mad for this film uh that must have been a, that must have been a really cool experience you know to yeah you know all that hard work and effort to, to get that kind of yeah. response yeah yeah Yeah, it was in Toronto, uh global premiere. Yeah. And it was the first time the movie shown to the world. I think it was in Toronto. And then yeah, me Eco uh Garrett was there. We were there and then it just it was like unbelievable, man. It was like unforgettable moments because mm-hmm. because Garrett told me, Garrett told Garrett he's he's a genius director, man. So he told me that, you know, like in my vision when you die, they need to shut up. They need to be surprised they need to get what the fuck yeah and then he told he told me earlier the moment that your character die the moment that's going to twist the power of the movie people think that you are just the, the strongest in this in this movie that that then mad dog is going to take that from you and yeah. people is going to go all attention to mad dog then that that's going to make the final fight works so he he designed everything so detailed so but when we were sh- watching the movie in toronto and then i was there and then by the time when my character died people were like in, like watching a concert there right like yeah. people like whoa yeah I mean, they were like they just like it's so different than watching like more normally they they watch movies so people are just shouting like watching concert yeah. so by the when the character died everybody just silent it was like a graveyard yeah. <laughs> and then he yeah he poked me yes yeah. yes we made it We got it. We got it. No, they're gonna love yeah. this movie. Uh-huh. You be careful. It wasn't soon after that you were working in Hollywood. So did you? Yeah. You were getting quite a few offers then, as soon as the raid hit. After, yeah, the raid uh, phenomena in Indonesia. It was it was crazy, and yeah. then I got uh, yeah people offered me like works and movies here and there. Did you want to? continue doing the martial arts thing or were you quite happy to you know progress in in action movies for me i if i i see a movie uh not just i think i, I don't box myself just to want to yeah. do action after the great success and then probably thinking i'm just going to be the next action star for me i always believe that uh in any projects involving action you no know, action genre they we need to we need to really understand like the character we need to understand uh the fight choreography the the mission why we fight and everything like because i 
I learned that from Gareth that the 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 fight scene if it's just the fight scenes and people just want to see people uh, two two characters killing each other without feeling anything then mm. it just it just a uh, what do you call it just a popcorn yeah it's straight to DVDs kind of action yeah. easy to say yeah so there's no way in it so yeah. I always I was careful choosing uh, any action movies I want to do because I I don't want to do five six movies a year. And then turned out all of them, I don't feel happy, you know. Yeah. So for me, it's it's better to wait. I, I have to trust. Back again, it's about trust. I have to trust the director. I have to trust the choreographer. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So I did rate and then Fast and Furious 2012. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. were you surprised then when you're working at such a huge production like Fast and Furious and also Star Trek Beyond because you had a good uh, fight scene in that as well? Um, yeah, did yeah. you, I mean, what was, was there a comparison to make? I mean, they're huge uh, productions. How did it compare to, you know, making the raid? Well, my first international movie was Fast and Furious. It was, it was totally two different worlds. Yeah. Um, I, it just, for, I was, I was surprised and then I, you know, but I adapted nicely. Yeah. Um, Were you in London for that? Yeah, I, I was in London for four months. Wow. And we trained, I think, Olivia Snader, uh, the choreographer. Yeah. And then the good, which he watched, he loved the Raids. He loved the Raids series. And then he he, he, he trusts me so much. The, the good yeah. thing about it, because, and then Justin as well. You know, <laughs> I remember, you know, the fight in uh, the Waterloo fight, this uh, Waterloo yeah, station yeah. fight. We finished that fight in one day. And like, one day we should only like nine hours, like eight wow. to nine hours. Okay. And just to put that in perspective, Joe, I mean, roughly how long were you spending filming a fight scene in the raid, would you say? Well, one fight scene, me and Mad Dog, that fight scene, uh, 101, two minutes, close to three minutes, we shot that in seven days. Wow. Yeah. And one day, one day is like 14 hours at least. Yeah. So can you imagine for me to finish one quite complex fight scene because I need to fight three cups and after that I need to fight Tyrese yeah. and Sung Kang. Yeah. Everything shot in nine hours. Wow. So I was <laughs> but you know like I, I I'm I was so glad because of the raid because if I didn't do the raid it's, it was impossible to do that. Mm. It was impossible. So my experience I worked so hard like you know very detailed so I I have a little I have experience. I have this uh, muscle memory. Yeah. I, because with hundreds of thousand takes total in that movie, so my my muscle memory, my instinct of doing a screen fight was pretty thick. They only did to show me the fight. I trained for like you know a couple hours, like because they they limit the time, right? You only come for like one or two hours, and then you have to go home. You mm -hmm. cannot just train every day, and mm -hmm. then as long as you want. So you train again. So probably four or five sessions. Maybe total ten hours training, and then we yeah. we you know, we shoot that for in, in nine hours to finish. And yeah, they, I, I was so lucky. I was so lucky that the muscle memory and the raid experience that helped me a lot. Helped me a lot. So it didn't. We didn't waste so much time. So like one, two takes. We just, okay. We got it. Move. We got it. Yeah. Move. We got it. Move. So yeah. it was fast. I was actually a bit overwhelmed. I was like, "Are you kidding me? Are you sure you got it? Are you yeah. sure?" Because I was. I was. I got used to shooting like. 30 takes, 20 takes, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Lou, you stop it at once. You want to get me killed? 
I have to talk about The Night Comes for Us because that's, you know, uh-huh. one of my favourite martial arts films of the last you. decade. It's such a good movie. Reuniting with Eco. Did you think yeah. we've got to top the raid somehow? What was your thought process before you, you, you went into that film? So uh, that Night Comes for Us is my first action lead. Lead role. role. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta say. So, uh, I, well, the director is different. The director is Timo, directed that one. Uh, Timo, yeah, Garrett. from the Mo yeah. Brothers. Yeah, the Mo Brothers. And then Timo, uh, the, his background is horror movies. So yeah. he tried to combine slasher action. So you can you can see the movie is so greedy and so violent. Yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even more violent than the Raiders, <laughs> which is quite, yeah, yeah. quite an achievement. Yeah, heroes, uh, Timo's background uh, influenced a lot in uh, choreography. Yeah. There's so many moments in that film where there's little flashes of sort of gore or sort of extreme extreme violence that you'd only find... <laughs> still- uh, only a horror director could come up with some, some of that stuff, surely. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah, yeah. Timo, Timo every time, like, uh, wife team designed something and Timo involved in terms of his vision, what, yeah. where, where he wants to go with the fight and how the fatalities of the fight, you know, yeah. how the character is going to die, how this character is going to get paralyzed, what's yeah. going to happen, they're going to slow him down. So Timo involved in terms of that, that uh, points of the characters destroyed. Uh, so like, I want this character to get, you know, Chainsaw, whatever. That's all. That's that's all. Timo's vision. Sure, sure. The fights with Eco, where you bite the um, the razor once it's in your <laughs> mouth. I'm guessing that's a Timo thing. <laughs> that's a Timo. Thing yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. I, I thought it might be. <laughs> um, uh, it's crazy. Yeah, but I mean, what a what a fantastic. I mean, it's an exhausting film, but it, I mean, what was it like yeah. to make? It feels quite intense, particularly that final fight scene with Eco, because you're just throwing each other around there. So, quite yeah. intense experience to make that film. Then, well, I, well, that fight especially was super fun to shoot because yeah. me and Nico were, were so close already. So that there there are a couple of times that I hit him for real, a couple of times he hit me for real. But like I said before, we laugh it. We laugh about it. We're like, oh my God, you hit me for real. Oh, okay, stop, yeah. stop, stop. Like, check, check. We don't want to get the bruise because it's, it's involving continuity. It's not sure. because of the pain. We yeah. just more worry about the continuity. I cannot get, you know, uh, cuts or bruise because we already, we were shooting this fight. It's not yet. <laughs> so, yeah. so those things, the fight itself was super fun and then we had so much fun in it involving a lot of pain for sure we yeah. shot that in eight days wow. and then yeah a little bit of injury here and there i think i i kind of my my knuckle was my knuckle got injured and it, it swelled for like a week and the eco got injured his shoulder yeah so but that's beautiful injuries you know beautiful yeah. injuries because you know you're doing something that you love so yeah. I don't know. This is pretty quite weird to say, but yeah. we we enjoyed the pain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think it makes it. I think it makes it better in a way. You know, it makes the fight scenes at least more authentic because there's no hiding, is there? Like that film, it's yeah. you, it's eco. You're just going at it, and there's no stunt doubles. You yeah. can tell there's no there's no doubles. Yeah. Um, but you quite like that style of action then, do you? That sort of really, you know, pretty intense for that kind of hard hitting, that authenticity. Do you you prefer to watch yeah. that, would you say, Joe? I, yeah, I, well, I like grounded. I like the fight that feels real compared yeah. to the fight feels flashy. 
So yeah. for me, uh, every time I work on something the, the, that we discussed first, I, I said like, you gotta make, you gotta make the fight believable. That's why Warrior is here, but it's very grounded. It's very believable. Yeah. Of course, it's a movie. Of course, it's it's yeah, the fight uh, has been designed, but we gotta give that illusion to the to the the audience that they need to believe that this fight. If I train kung fu for five years, am I involved? If I get involved in a fight, that I probably could pull this off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's a uh, it has to be believable. So that's my style of action. I don't really like the wire stuff, except if it's for something like, uh, yeah, if you get crashed by a car, somebody needs to pull you with the wire. You know, sure. If you do a, if you do superhero movies with you know not human strength, of course, if you punch somebody, they need to fly somewhere. Yeah. But if 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 they're human. You gotta, you gotta make it grounded. Yeah, yeah. more better. You're a judo practitioner. You're a martial artist. Yeah. You've, you've yeah. done your own fight choreography. So you're often coming to projects or working with fight choreographers with, you know, quite a, quite a lot of knowledge already. How do you yeah. find that then when someone else is telling you the moves? I mean, are you, you're, you're cool with that? My style is when I work with the uh, choreographers, like new choreographers that I just met. My style. If I don't have to change anything, I don't want to change anything. Yeah. I, I, I respect that people who design the choreography. They, you know, they put them their time. They put their energy. So my job as an actor is to make that design great. Yeah. So if I have to change something, it doesn't change the dance flow. It just if the if the, if let's say if I have to this the, the choreography, I need to elbow a guy with the right hand, and I see from that angle. And then the 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 section before that 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 part, it's just easier to shoot elbow that guy with the left elbow. So mm. it doesn't change anything. But I try to make it my way, yeah, without changing anything. So I think it's as as um as much as I can for sure. But yeah. if it's really really doesn't make any sense, I have responsibility to say something. But it's very rare. Usually, uh, I just make it uh smoother. I don't change, yeah. but I make it smooth. Yeah. Working with Eco again, I know you've worked with the UAS team again. Hit and Run, I think they they provided fight choreography there for for that movie as well. So, yeah, um, yeah. You guys are great together. So I'm guessing more projects maybe down the line. Do you think? Yeah. Well, every time I meet Eco, I always say like we need to do something at least one more time. Yeah. And then that's 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 in a that's in a bucket list for sure. For, sure. For, for both of us. And then I don't know wh- wh- when it's going to happen, but I know for sure, like, we need to collaborate again yeah. at least one more time before yeah. we get too old, before we get too old, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's, that's the plan. Maybe two or three years after the, uh, later? I don't know. Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> Very well. You've chosen to die. I've got to talk to you about Mortal Kombat while I've got you, Joe, because this is a very highly anticipated film. I don't know how much you can actually say about it because it's not out for a little while. But being involved in such a big, you know, franchise as Mortal Kombat, I mean, that must have been exciting to to be involved in. Super, (laughs) man. Yeah. Yeah. Did you play the game? I used to play the game. Yeah, I played the game when I was a kid. I played the game when it was on Sega, I think. It was yeah. on Sega, I remember. So, 
Yeah, it's uh, it's it's crazy. So when I got that offer, I was like, oh, "Really? Oh, wow!" And 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 if they they have not told me the the character, they said like, "You got an offer from Warner Brothers in the Mortal Kombat movie." Oh, that's nice. I mean, like, who? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who they want? Who they want me to play? And then they wanted you to play Sub Zero. I was like, "Wow, I, wow. I played that character when I was a kid." Yeah, he was and the then, one I always yeah. played. Yeah. <laughs> and he's so cool. So cool. it's almost like when you when you Sub Zero, like the, the, your friends are gonna say you're cheating. Yeah. You, know, you cannot just freeze me and then yeah, yeah, and then the uppercut. Me and Absolutely. The uppercut. You know, yeah. it kills like water of the energy, like health. Yeah, yeah. Water of the health. <laughs> Um, but I mean, that's a dream role. I mean, come on, that's that's amazing. And yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. making that film, you're in Australia making that that movie. It seemed like again another great cast. You've got yourself, Ludi Lin, uh, Louis Tan, Matt Swang. They're great martial artists as well. So that was a fun shoot. Then was it? That was super fun to shoot. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. It's very hard not to spoil anything. Um, <laughs> Well, <laughs> but the costume, the costumes are amazing. Yeah, and when they when it's the time they release something about the costume, you're gonna see the costume. They're they're like so accurate, but with more cool stuff on it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I know that Greg Russo, the writer, has been online. He said already this is an R-rated Mortal Kombat. This isn't gonna be you know, uh, the sort of PG-13 that the uh, the original Mortal Kombat film was. So the action, I'm guessing, is pretty intense, a bit different to the original Mortal Kombat film. I think this one is more violent. Yeah. And then I think uh, I love I love the two previous Mortal Kombat as well. They're, they yeah. were super fun. But this one, because R-rating, you can feel the way it's just more heavy. In terms of the fight uh, choreography looks and the, the story as well it's just more more way um it's just probably uh what do you call it's very hard i don't want to spoil anything <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to, I don't want to get you in trouble joe <laughs> <laughs> it's just um, i in my opinion in my opinion this mortal combat is is something that when when you, if you compare to, to the two previous mortal combats they were super fun but this one because it's been like decades for, yeah. since the, la- the last one right yeah so this one with the technology nowadays with you know everything is improved you're gonna see something like super cool but still has the mortal Kombat route yeah but it just it just three four times cooler and then and then it's our rating the costume super nice south australia is super beautiful and all the cast and crew are super amazing so this is something that I believe next year when they release the movie that's gonna cheer the fans. For non-fans, of course they're gonna they're gonna fall in love and play the game after they watch the movie. That's yeah. there's some there's probably two three things that I could say I'm positive. Yeah, you've got to win the established fans over, but you know this is the chance to you know launch a whole new sort of film franchise in a way, a whole new set yeah. of characters. And I think yeah. that's James's ambition with this is to try and you know, make it a, a more of a rounded cinematic universe. Is that is that fair to say? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I think yeah. that's that's the right way to say it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll it's, it's the, 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 <laughs> the potential of the of the of Mortal Kombat is very big because you know the universe is so big. So many characters. characters. Yeah. So many characters with their own arcs. Yeah. It's just it's just something like Warner Brothers probably uh, plan something uh, longer. 
something yeah. like a journey for for this for this title yeah. yeah and i must say when you first did the costume for sub-zero then that must have been a, an exciting day i'd imagine <laughs> putting on the costume uh, the, <laughs> the costume uh what i gonna say uh it, i mean the cappy ireland yeah, she did an amazing job with the design yeah. uh, i fell in love straight away from the first uh, the, the first look before they improved it and then the first designer was like wow this is amazing because it's very accurate from Bihan's uh, background. Yeah. So he's a Lin Kuei and he's Chinese descent. Uh, and then, you know, for sure, like the costume people, they did an amazing job with the research because all the all the details of the emblems and everything, it's just so accurate. And, then, and then they made they made it super cool. Like yeah. it's just, uh, a Sub-Zero's costume is something that probably for all Sub-Zero fans, they're going to love it so much. It's hinting towards a sort of origin story in some <laughs> regards. I think we can probably guess uh, slightly there what the story that might be. But obviously, traditionally, Sub-Zero is wearing the mask. You don't see, you know, the actor behind it. Did it require a big sort of acting focus as well as the action? Uh, for this one, for Sub-Zero... I think the dramatic, dramatic, um, what do you call it? Mm, the dramatic performance and the action performance is quite equal. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, I think that's that's it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's not. I think what what what's great with uh, Greg Russo as a writer and then uh, Simon uh, McCoy as a director, he they they try um, they try hard, and I think they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna get. Uh, recognition and and then appreciation for for trying so hard to make the Mortal Kombat not just uh you know just just a movie of like good guys bad guys fighting in a tournament and that's yeah. it with a very uh shallow story but this the the script and then and Mortal Kombat we the movie has a really good arc for each characters and then um, the drama inside the movie is also strong that that motivates why they why they have to fight each other. Yeah. So I think that's something special about this one. Yeah. Because I think the 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 thing the two previous Mortal Kombat's is just because to satisfy uh, the game fans mm-hmm. and they made they made them like it just uh, it feels like very original like the game itself. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Like you know, gathering all the fighters from the nether realm, gathering all the fighters from the earth realm, and they they need to go to one place and they fight. But yeah. this one is just more than that. This one has has more depth. Great uh, compared to the the other two, yeah, the previous two. <laughs> I want that medal, or I'll take your life. I haven't seen The Swordsman. I know it's only just come out in Korea. Again, that looks like another really fascinating role for you. I've only seen the trailer, Joe, I'm afraid, so I haven't actually seen, <laughs> seen that movie. Uh, I, can't, I can't wait to see it. Obviously, you're huge in Indonesia, in Hollywood as well. You know, you're leading big uh, franchise movies. Uh, and then appearing in South Korean cinema as well. I mean, you, it's, you seem to be spoiled for choice uh, <laughs> at the moment, Joe. Is that the way it is? I mean, you must have, um, you know, quite a pick of, of different projects that you could focus on next. Is that fair to say? Uh, I like to challenge myself. Yeah. I like to challenge myself working. I want to work in different productions. Uh, and Korea, they're I mean, the growth of Korean cinema is super growth yeah. the last 10 years, yeah? Absolutely. Some and of the best films. And then they have great, write, 
yeah, great yeah. writers, great directors, great actors. That intrigued me. That, that caught my attention. That hey, they have so many great writers, and I watch a lot of Korean movies. Yeah, and then great directors and great actors because they're great. You see, yeah. they're actors. If you like to read subtitle, they're great. But if you don't yeah. like the subtitle, maybe it's hard. But uh, and then it, yeah, it caught my attention that I, I think I went to Korea and then you know I like I like to introduce myself. Yeah. <laughs> so I met the people, in the industry there, and then I told them that like I'm looking forward to work here someday. Um, and then I think they gave me an award in 2016 because okay. like Asian. Yeah, Asian actors who made it uh, out there outside of Asia. So that opportunity in the red carpet in Korea, I so said, like, I want to work in this country. I want to learn something new. I want, yeah. I want to be. I want to learn how the Korean people work. I want to involve myself as an actor in addition at the Korean cinema. So yeah, they hurt me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And is that something then that you would anticipate working in Korea again? Do you think? Uh, yeah, why not? I mean, why it's not? very yeah, hard yeah. because I don't, I don't speak Korean. I don't no. speak Korean language, so it's pre- it's very sel- it's very selected roles I can play. Sure, I need to I need to you know learn the uh, the Korean language if I want to work in a, a wider uh, roles. Yeah. So yeah, and then Schwartzman is something that I think the biggest challenge in my life as an actor because I all my lines there are in two different languages that I don't speak. Wow. <laughs> right. I to, yeah, I have to speak Korean. There's a lot of monologues and yeah. lines in Korean. Then and another language is Manchurian language, which is already not many people say uh, speak that language anymore. No. Yeah, right. it's not Mandarin. It's Manchurian language, and then even in China, nobody speaks Manchurian. No, anymore. no, it's a no no man's language. So, yeah, yeah, and, and and I I have to speak two languages that I don't speak, and I have to learn both of them uh, in Korea in my hotel room every night. It, it wow. felt like like prepping for a final test college or something <laughs> yeah yeah and this is sort of stuff that if, on an international release unless you speak the language it's the kind of thing that most viewers might not notice but you've got to nail the that that language haven't you for the for the local market or else yeah that's that's really yeah, tricky yeah that's it? yeah that's very the pressure is so the, high a lot of pressure because, yeah yeah because when i was there i'm the only foreign actor there and then mm. when i have to deliver my performance my drama performance you know, all the ears are ready to catch. Yeah, the they're flaw. listening out. Catch, Absolutely. Yeah, because like, okay, this foreign actor is gonna say something. Let's hear what he can say. Can mm. he speak Korean? So mm. the, the the pressure is is bigger than the job. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh my god. Okay, this is something. I think I must be crazy. Why I took this job? This is yeah. this job. But I love right. it. I loved it. I love because all the cast and crew they helped me out the, with the process and yeah. then. And from what I heard from the reviews, all the uh, native uh, Korean speakers there, they say like I I pronounce everything pretty good. good. So I'm glad. Yeah. You know, I, the only the only thing that that the the nightmare for me if they said, what the heck, what the what the heck this guy talking say? about? <laughs> <laughs> I've killed many men with this pole, but still I don't want to kill you yet. 
<laughs> you have been quite selective in in the films that you have been making and and, and television roles as well. It's not as if yeah. you're you're churning out films. You know, you are being quite uh, strategic as well. I guess in some of your choices, you must yes. have dream roles, projects that you would like to do. Um, dream role for me. I want to play. If it's action, yeah, I want to play an action movie with uh, with really twisted uh, story. Okay, yeah. <laughs> because I love I love Park Chan Wook, right? I'm a big yeah. fan of Park Chan Wook. Yeah. So I love the, the Revenge uh, trilogy. Yeah. Of Park Chan Wook, I love I saw the Devil. So in in my in my uh, imagination, I was like, you know, those movies. If we put a really badass action scenes. With that story, it's gonna be something, something crazier because yeah. the story itself is just twisted. Performances are crazy. Story is just not, it's not common. It's not. It's something always like it's, it's bold. Yeah. Uh, it's, the idea of the movie is pretty bold, and then we put a badass action scene in it. It's gonna be the new concept, the new formula of 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 of, of movie genre. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's my dream. So to to combine a really thick thriller. With a really badass, like great quality action scenes, yeah. that's probably a role, a, a story that I want to be play with. Like, yeah. I don't know which role. I mean, I could play the bad guy or a good guy, but you know. yeah, you don't mind that bad guy or good guy. I don't mind as long yeah. as the bad guy has has good uh, motivation. Sure, you know, uh, yeah. has a good reason why. You know, because all great great stories, the bad guy is not a bad guy. Yeah. A bad guy with a motivation because he captured wrong way. He was yeah. born wrong way. He he was he was raised in a wrong way, and then he sees the world in a different way. Yeah. But for for them, it's right. For them, that's the right thing. Yeah. Well, the night comes for us is exactly that, isn't it? You know, it's a sort of anti-hero. Yeah. Story. Yeah. 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 I don't. Yeah. I I, I like that. I I don't like playing a character. It's just for the sake. Even good guy for the sake of this character is yeah. so cool. You know, all the scenes he's in is so cool. No flaw. I don't like that. Even playing a good guy, you got to be selective. You got to know that you're playing a human. A hu- yeah. Even though it's, it's fiction, but you're playing a human being that, of yeah. course, no, no, nobody's perfect. Yeah. No good guys are perfect, but no bad, no bad guys are super evil, like, like pitch black evil, you know. There's yeah. always a light in it somehow. That brings it nicely back to Lee Hong in a way, because obviously he's quite an anti-hero, but there's hidden depths uh, to that character there. I'm just wondering, yeah. look, there's a lot of speculation about what's happening with Warrior. Uh, we found out recently it is going to go to HBO Max, so that's good. That that sounds like there's the potential there for yeah. a new lease of life for yeah. the show. Look, yeah. I mean, I've seen season two. It's it's really, really good. It's great to see these characters so good, are right? evolving. It's so good. There's got to be a season three, surely, Joe? Um, I hope so. Yeah. I don't know, to be honest. Like we, we can, all of us, we are like, we can only hope that yeah. uh, the two seasons going to go to HBO Max and uh, more people are going to see it. Yeah. And then I think uh, we need the fans to push it if we want to see uh, the more journey of the show or which characters. So it's, but the, for now, we don't know yet. We don't know mm. that, uh, what's going to happen with the show. We really hope that at least we can do at least one season, like two seasons max. So, but we don't know to be honest. So it yeah. depends on the fans. If they watch season two, they love it, and then 
it's gonna be on HBO and they people more people love it they have to push it and uh, maybe it's gonna change something yeah yeah but I'm guessing if you get that phone call again Joe we we need you for season three you'll be you'll be there in a heartbeat oh for sure man. for sure yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love them so much I'm so happy uh, in that show like yeah. like genuinely happy yeah great great well fingers crossed that that does happen because there's still so much left to explore as well isn't there you you, you want to know uh where uh, the background of leong right you want to know where where he where what kind of challenge he's gonna face so absolutely it has to be you know, we need more season for sure joe thank you so much for your time today this has been a real pleasure talking thank to you. you thank you so much my ple- the pleasure all mine thank you very much great stuff joe taslin there really cool to chat to joe i do hope you enjoyed listening to that conversation it was an absolute pleasure to be able to chat to joe about his life about his career he's such a happy guy i'm sure you could tell i felt like i may have been pushing him slightly on the mortal Kombat details But hey, anticipation is building for that film. It is expected to land in 2021. That's a good reason to get excited for next year. A new Mortal Kombat movie on its way. You can currently watch Joe Taslim in the Cinemax original series Warrior. The second season of Warrior is now showing in the USA. I have to say also a huge thank you to two people for helping me out with this conversation and arranging this Alyssa Michnovitz and Jessica Sanchez both of which are publicists at HBO thank you so much for all your help in getting this one set up and actually having to rearrange it at one point as well so a huge thank you Alyssa and Jessica for your help also a massive thank you to Joe Taslim of course It was actually pretty late at night in Jakarta when we were recording that conversation. So thank you, Joe. That is very much appreciated. For all the latest Joe Taslim news, of course, you can follow Joe on social media. He is on Instagram. His name there is Joe underscore Taslim. And he is also on Facebook. The name there is Joe Taslim dot page. Okay, that is just about it for this episode of the show. Thank you so much for listening to it all the way to the very end. Thank you, Foo followers. That is very much appreciated. Do keep a lock to all the usual KFMG pod social media channels for all the latest updates regarding our website, kungfumovieguide.com, and also this podcast. As I said, we do have one more episode left to share with you in this current run of episodes, and that episode will be released in two weeks' time. Until then, please do take care, stay safe and stay strong. I will speak to you all again very soon for the next new episode of the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast. Until then, bye for now.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.